It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hope you had a lovely weekend and are all set for the week ahead. Coming up on the show this afternoon, uh, we're going to be hearing about CPR and why it's so important that you know how to do it. Dawn Finnegan's dropping in. She's judging best dressed at Bellius and we're going to have a chin wag today. And Helene O'Donnell from the Irish Heart Foundation is with us too. She's going to talk about the way advertising targets children with the wrong food stuff. So if you want to get in touch with us on the show, 08 1800-658 by WhatsApp or text is the number you need. Now, we hear almost daily uh, on news, uh, in print, on television, the situation or the difficulty with finding a place to live. And there are so many people desperate at this stage to have a roof over their heads. My first guest on the show today is Jane. She's from Navin in County Mead and she's going to tell us her story. Welcome to the show, Jane. Hiya. Thank you for joining me today. I appreciate you coming on and telling your story. Tell us about uh, where you are at the moment. Uh, how, lo- how long are you there where, where you're living at this point in time? I am 11 years, 11 plus years. Oh my word, that's a, a, a yeah. fierce long time to be renting, isn't it? It is, yeah. And what, what, what was your landlord like? Or what has your landlord been like during that time? Oh, wonderful. Amazing. I couldn't have asked for better. Anything we wanted done to the house or that, they'd done it. Fine, they just December they emailed and sent out a letter to say that they were selling the house in July. I'd say that was like a dagger to the heart, was it, after yeah. 11 years? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. You're very happy there. You wouldn't move under normal circumstances, not no. at all. Oh, God, no, no. No intentions. And, and, and are you happy to go on? You were happy to go on. You've obviously been 11, 11 years. Continue renting long term, no issue for you? No, none. Have you children? I have two boys. Um, one is 20 and the other is 17. Okay, and they live with you? No, there's just a 17 year old. The 20 year old is living on his own. Okay, so he, so you'd have the 17 year old with you. Um, yes. did, did your landlord say, it, it told you, did they, that they're selling? That's the reason? Yeah. And, of course, they've given you notice since last December. Yeah. You're entitled to at least six months' notice. Yeah. I know that un- under the regulations. Well, well, how, how are you fixed? There's nowhere within my budget to rent in Avon. They're asking for crazy, crazy amounts at the minute, and it's just not doable. Well, and that aside, there's not that many. There's only a couple every few weeks. Mm. There are mainly apartments as well. And you really need a house? I do need a house. My son has special needs, so it's important that he has any kind of a garden, a small garden, just where he can go out into. 
Mm. But finding something like that is impossible. Is Navin a rent control zone? You know what the rent? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, say that again. And 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 uh, do you mind me asking you what 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 is your rent being the monthly rent up to this? Up at the minute, it's nine hundred. Okay. And they're looking for fourteen, fifteen, nearly two thousand at the minute for a lot of the places. Huge jump then. Yeah. Yeah. Big jump. And and I probably have to say, in fairness, that level of rent, it, it's not over the top at all, but that's probably because yeah. you've been long-term there, is it, with the same yeah, landlord? Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. The landlord only raised my rent once in the time that we've been there. Yeah. That was the only time. And I didn't realise how expensive it had got until I had to go looking. And I was like, oh, my God, we've been lucky up to now. Mm, so that was decent, you know, and yeah. well looked after, as you said, no complaints yeah. at all. Nope. So you're talking about what, what for up to a maximum, how high have you been quoted? What What money? 1900 And then you're in a Dutch auction, is it, against other people to try yeah. and... Yeah. 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 And you haven't been successful? No. You get your hopes up and then they're dashed, taken away again. What's the, uh, you know, the the latest date you can remain in the house there? Our notice to quit is for the 20th of July. And there's and no... I, the, I don't know. Yeah, 20th of July won't be long upon us. It's only three weeks. No. No. And, and the council has said they have no emergency accommodation even to put us into. They have nothing. There's nothing from that angle. Would would you would you go elsewhere? Would you move from Navin? Well, my son is as I said, he's got special needs and he's gone into his last year in his school, so to take him from there to another area just wouldn't at the minute anyway. Mm. It wouldn't be feasible. So you're looking for something in the in the in the Navin or Greater Navin area, close yeah. to Navin, is that the yeah. idea? Well, in in Navin would be preferable because I don't drive, so we oh. use the buses. We rely on the buses a lot. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Navin in, in the urban area of Navin, a house you're looking for? Yeah. Uh, urgently. Uh, uh, do you sleep at night thinking about this? No, it's really it's stressful. It's really stressful. Mm. And as I said, my son he picks up and stuff, and he's regressing even with everything that's going on. Sorry, got to start talking about. It. That's the reality. No, don't, don't, don't. Please, we understand. We understand how you're feeling because... I know there's so many more in the same situation. Like, it's not just us. There's that many people that I've spoken to that are saying the same long-term rental and the landlords are selling up. They're in the same boat. There's an awful lot of small landlords getting out of the business. There's no yeah, doubt about yeah. that. That's a fact for for yeah. various reasons at this this point in time. But uh, so this is even a, a, a affecting your son. Your son is feeling yeah. he understands what's oh yeah imminent as well. Every day, every day, it's hard for him. It's it's the reality for you, as you say, yeah. and so many others. This is your only one example of so many yeah. who find themselves in, in the same boat. Have you have you had anybody you know to give you a dig out or a help? Have you spoken to anybody, even a representative, a local representative? I am, yeah, I'm in the mayor of Navin. He's helping me at the minute. There's a few people who are checking and uh, letting agencies and stuff and getting back to me, but as of yet, we're still. No further on. I, I'd love if, if we could help you today, honestly. That's why I wanted you to talk to me, Jane, to see if, if it might just um, help in any way to um, oh. secure you somewhere else. W- what would you like to say? There are lots and lots of people listening to us today and in the Navin area. Here's your opportunity. What would you like to say? 
if anybody has any accommodation or in and around the area or knows of anybody to get in touch and my details will be passed on because at this stage we don't know what's going to happen come July 20th could be out on the you could be out on the yeah. road for what you yeah. from what you're telling me. Yeah, basically. And and obviously I want to say this to listeners as well on your behalf. You were eleven years with this yeah. one person who owns the house. You've been yeah. a really good tenant, obviously, as well. Yeah, I have a reference and all saying the same thing. I wouldn't have been kept there for eleven years if I wasn't. No. You would not. No. no. So for anybody listening, in or around the Navin area, urban as possible, a house, a house we're looking Please. for, a home for, for Jane and her son who needs uh, the outdoor space with a garden. And you're not looking for anything like uh, out of the ordinary, are you? No, no. Anything to bed, just somewhere we, where we can settle him for his last year because in school, because the minute he's all over the place. I ain't surprised and I ain't surprised that you're really feeling the pressure too yeah. because you're, this is all on your shoulders, isn't it? It is. Yeah, yeah. Mm. it's just me and him. Like, I don't have a partner or anything, so and it's, you're dying, you're trying to reassure him and you just can't. Folks, we're 23 days. I've just totted it up here until the 20th of July and counting and this family are facing the bleakness of being homeless. Can we help her? Is there anyone listening today? Does this ring a bell, touch a nerve? You'd have to be heartless not to when you hear, you know, the distress in Jane's voice today. Can you help us? If you can, please give us a shout here at the station. 086, sorry, 041-983-2000. That's 041-983-2000 or by WhatsApp or text 086-1800-658. I, I, I do want to mention Eddie Fennessy who has been trying to yeah, help you. Yeah, I want to give him yeah, a mention. He's been brilliant. He has been brilliant in fairness. Yeah, he has. I, I know he's been at your side and trying to yeah. to to make a make something happen for you. And I I know that'll continue over yeah. the coming days. God Almighty, you know we talk about it. As I said at the start, we hear it in the news. I speak about it from time to time, and 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 it's only when you hear from someone like yourself who's facing yeah. this. It's, it's horrible. I wouldn't wish it on anyone. I wouldn't. Really, is horrible. Uh, Jane, look, I just hope that. Maybe, as I said, this just stirs something with somebody and that you will uh, find a place for yourself and your son before the 20th of July. I really do. Thank you so much. Not at all. Thank you for taking our call today. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. God almighty. I just think myself if I stood in that lady's shoes today with nowhere to go. And the stress for her. She's not sleeping and her son. Can anyone help them in Navin? Is there anybody out there can do anything for these people? We know the situation is tight. 0419832000 by WhatsApp or text. We'll put you in touch. She's not looking for anything special. Two bedrooms, a house, an outdoor space for the son as well who needs it. Do your best, won't you? We're going to... Uh, Take a short break now and we're back with you on Late Lunch in a moment. Let's have a chat with an estate agent. Siobhan O'Sullivan is with REA Grimes. She's the manager there and they cover the Ashbourne-Ratoth area. Hello, Siobhan. 
Good afternoon, Jerry. How are you? I'm good. Thanks very much. I don't know whether you heard Jane earlier on, but I, I suppose she's uh, she's typical of people who are uh, facing difficulties, real difficulties, when uh, you know one lease finishes in a rental accommodation and they're looking to go somewhere else. Just in a general sense, right? Uh, why are rental properties, you know, uh, in such short supply? What's the main reason? Okay. First of all, Jerry, I, I empathise massively with Jane and her family there. Yes. And what they're going through, it's, it's not nice um, to have to put somebody, if you like, into that position uh, for any landlord, mm. um, given whatever their personal circumstances may or may not be. Yes. So to answer your question, um, it could be a culmination of a variety of reasons that a landlord is selling. Um, don't forget a lot of landlords could perhaps have been in negative equity for the mm. last 10 years and what we classify as accidental landlords. They didn't necessarily want to become one, but couples bought a house and together and then they had one house left over and decided to hold on to it for a while and then kept it and retained it because uh, values were, were so low going back, you know, numerous years. Yes. Um, could be down to personal reasons, you know, a need for capital. Uh, some, you know, be it a family member wants to buy a property, they want to give some money towards that. Um, they could have uh, their own reasons in terms of the taxation that's uh, hitting landlords, um, the increased regulation that we have at the moment um, on rent reviews that's being with properties located within rent pressure zones. Yes. So there's now a cap on what, what the uh, rent can actually go up to. So you, what you might find in Jane's case is her house is rented at 900, I think she said, per yes. month. Mm. And a property a couple of, in the same street or a couple of doors up could be rented at you know, 800 euro more than what she's actually paying mm. there. Mm. So again, it could be one or all of you know, the factors yes. that I've just mentioned. Yes. It's not one particular. Particular, yes. A combination and there are, are many facets to different landlord situation, as you say. I, I suppose the big one you mentioned there is that these properties, uh, accidental landlords, I think is a huge thing. Properties mm. rock bottom after the crash. They've gained some momentum in terms of probably not getting back to where they were, Celtic Tiger, but up there and people see an opportunity to get out and who could blame them for that? But it is a very difficult thing to do, isn't it, to tell somebody you have to go. It is, and as I say, it's not a decision that's taken lightly. No. I would imagine each individual landlord assesses the property on its own personal merits and account for their rationale and their reasoning for actually exercising um, a notice to vacate the property and a statutory declaration. Mm. Do you find then, uh, just to, from your experience, that when, when these former r- rented places are sold, is there a scenario where people now are buying those former rental properties to actually live in themselves? Oh, yes, very much so. It's primarily owner-occupier driven. Um, landlords, new landlords entering the market would have to... Um, take the rent at whatever the rent was previously unless they can dramatically improve and enhance the property a Mm. number of BEO ratings upwards they can't offer the property on an open market rental value Mm. Um, and that's considerable capital expenditure we're all aware of inflationary pressures at the moment in the construction industry in terms of pricing Um, so increased cost factoring there so but the majority of demand for an example of a three-bedroom semi-detached property in the likes of Ashkin or Rateau, it's owner-occupiers that are driving that market at the moment. Okay. Um, and again, they're, they're looking at the second-hand market um, as a reason 
mainly because there's been a lack of supply and a massive time lag um, for new houses that have come on stream. Mm. Where do you see this, you know, from your perspective, if there is such uh, a restricted pool of rental properties, where is the pressure valve going to be released on this? Or can you see that happening at all shortly? Um, well, we're estate agents and chartered surveyors, first and foremost, I suppose we're not yeah. policy makers, yeah. um, you know, and we, we would like to see housing solutions for everyone, mm. um, be it renting, be it purchasing. Um, I suppose there is no quick fix. Um, I think decisions need to be made at a government level and, you know, emanated down then through the ranks uh, down to what's happening at grassroots level at the coalface with ourselves. Um, I know there are great moves uh, moving forward with the vacant home properties, mm. um, as was seen in the census data that was released last year and the number of vacant properties that are around the country. And so I think there could be good inroads made there to make good those premises. Um, but communication really and linking in with uh, landlords and getting feedback probably being uh, first and foremost what, what policymakers should actually listen to and take heed of of what the feedback is from landlords and what they're experiencing in their own individual circumstances. Mm. Rents have certainly climbed, haven't they? There's no doubt about that. Now, given the pressure zones and uh, the um, where, where the rents are controlled uh, there, we, yeah. we understand the way that works. But outside of that, they, they continue to push on. They do, unfortunately. And again, we don't like to see rents escalating to a level where they become non-affordable. Um, but really, it is coming down to supply and demand. So, for example, in our own area here in Ashburn and Rotoke, um, Oria Grimes would deal with two-bedroom, three-bedroom, four-bedroom properties and apartments. Um, you know, your average three-bedroom semi-detached property, open market, first rental on the market, you're looking at around €1,800 Euro per month. Um, and for a four-bed, it's anything from €2,000 per month upwards. Um, and our profile of, of renters, um, all professional parties that are looking to rent properties, families generally would be looking at, at houses and uh, couples looking at apartments, one or two bedroom apartments. Mm. It's uh, big money. It's huge money, actually, in the context of you're not, a, yeah. you know, earning uh, big dollars. Uh, well, that type of rent is is beyond uh, the uh, abilities of of so many. Siobhan, look, thank you for giving us an overview of your area, Ashbourne, Retoat, and what's happening there, and your thoughts on uh, why landlords are leaving. And very good uh, as well when you mention about what could be done, especially those vacant properties. There's a huge uh, body of work certainly to be done there. I appreciate you joining me today. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you for your time. Thanks a million. That's Siobhan O'Sullivan there, manager of Aurier Grimes in Ashbourne Retoat. I want to say a big thank you to the gentleman who rang in. We were speaking with Jane, top of the show, who's facing having no roof, no house to live in, no roof over her head come the 20th of July. A very kind gentleman has rung in with an offer for her and we are very, very grateful to him and we've already passed on the details. Thanks so much for that. And if there's anybody else out there, don't forget, um, she'd be so grateful to hear from anyone else who has a place looking for a house with at least two bedrooms in the Navin area. 0419832000 or 0868006568 by WhatsApp or text to LMFM's late lunch this afternoon. Now, my next guest is Advocacy Campaigns Manager with the Irish Heart Foundation. I'm delighted to say hello this afternoon to Helena O'Donnell. Hello, Helena. 
Hi, hi there. Thanks for having me on today. Not at all. And the reason I have you on is a most interesting subject. Will you tell our listeners about this Stop Targeting Kids campaign? Yes, absolutely. Delighted to. Thanks a million. Well, the Irish Heart Foundation is extremely concerned to protect the future of children's health. Um, we know, for example, that um, uh, children are now presenting with signs of cardiovascular disease that they wouldn't have shown before. And so it's our mandate to step in and to, to warn government and the public um, to do more to protect children's health. And how we're doing that is we're looking at um, the signs that uh, junk food marketing um, has really been exploding, I suppose, in, in our culture uh, on TV and with celebrities endorsing products and, and online with digital marketing. And we know uh, from from European countries that um, current self-regulatory measures uh, aren't working to protect young people from junk food marketing. And I guess what we'd like to say is that we know marketing works and uh, we know it influences young people's diets and we're very concerned that this needs to be rolled back on. So, for example, change is possible. We had a commitment in the Programme for Government in 2020 on this issue. So the politicians did recognise this a couple of years back and obviously with COVID, um, the public health bill has been pushed back. Uh, but we're now calling for um, support from, from politicians to act on it this year. So in the UK, they actually brought in legislation in the last couple of months uh, based on COVID and they recognise the impact that, let's say, um, obesity can have on someone's health. And they, they, they brought in legislation it's yet to be implemented, but they did debate it in Parliament and brought it through. So we're asking politicians to do the same. And what we did this week is we launched a survey that showed overwhelming public support for measures. Um, and also simultaneously, a week before, uh, government-owned funded research by Safe Food showed similar support levels up in the 70s and 80s percentage for um, for banning um, and regulating uh, junk food marketing and, and similar type of initiatives like that. Yes, can um, I come so back to can I come back just to something you mentioned there because it alarms me. You say children are presenting with cardiovascular issues. How young? How, how young people? How, how young are you talking about? So we're seeing uh, children as young as eight presenting with high blood pressure, and we know high blood pressure presents eight years uh, of age. Is uh, it presents as as a warning sign for stroke wow. and, and heart disease, and we're also seeing teenagers then presenting with the type of heart disease that we only see in middle aged men. And then also, and not to depress listeners, but we've also recognised that from, you know, European studies across different variants in Europe, that we're very high on obesity levels for young people. And that also, in addition to that, we're seeing things like, um, you know, uh, by 2025, they're warning that 2,000 children will have type 2 diabetes, 19,000 will have high blood pressure, fatty stage, liver disease, things like this. So it's our mandate in the Irish Harper Nation to step in, okay? It's mm. not the public's mandate. It's our mandate, and we have to step in and warn government. But we warn government, but they won't listen to us because they're so busy with so many issues. So I understand. We need to get behind us. Yes. And, 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 and just, to come back to, yeah, just to come back to something else. So the UK, uh, they are moving to ban advertising strategies yeah. that would target young kids. Is it true that we have a voluntary code in this country? 
Absolutely. So what we say is that um, in in the UK, they've moved to ban uh, junk food marketing, both online and on TV, uh, to to young people. And it is possible. Um, At the moment, what we do in Ireland and in some of the countries in Europe, and it's been proven that it doesn't work, is we rely on these voluntary codes of marketing. So, for example, the advertising standards of Ireland the Department of Health uh, both run separate kind of voluntary codes that brands sign up to and say, we won't target young people, we won't target kids. However, there's no um, there's no punishment on uh, brands and there's no penalties and there's no monitoring system. Mm. And we know from our own campaign and our own analysis that those junk food marketing um, initiatives such as engaging um, celebrities, uh, promoting competitions and the like through sports, and through um, different YouTube videos are still getting through to young people because these voluntary codes don't work. And it's been proven again and again. That's yes. why we've come, come so strong against them. Yes. So what uh, we're calling for as part of this is legislation as part of a bill. To okay, yes. And, and that's what you, that is what's needed because a voluntary code not being policed is about as useful, you know what I mean, as a swimsuit in the Sahara Desert, in my opinion. Well, uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, back a couple years ago when the voluntary code was first introduced, myself and some parent campaigners who signed up to our campaign to our petition on our website, they uh, presented the Minister of the Time and the Minister of Health Promotion and myself 100 examples of junk food marketing that had appeared online since the launch of the voluntary code six months before, simply because there was no monitoring system and there was no penalties. These are parents, campaigners. These, these are just volunteers. They just mm. have to do this. Mm. And yet we met with the minister to present this, and yet there's been no movement over the last few years. And I suppose the depth of feeling in Ireland over junk food marketing through our research and government-owned funded research shows that this can't be ignored any longer because of the health of our children. There's about their future health. And for example, the food pyramid has been turned on its head. So young people are learning about the food, food pyramid in school, but then unhealthy food brands are marketing a completely different diet to the one people, young people should be consuming. And they're seeing that throughout their day. So whether it's on TV, on their smartphones, even uh, listening to the radio, they're hearing all of these sponsorships of sports with junk food marketing. And they're, they're feeling like this is, this is normal way to eat. This is normal way to associate with brands. And we're seeing through the health of young people that it's not. So we need to act. And there's been a, this kind of a huge online free-for-all based on technology that has evolved over the last few years. So, for example, the Broadcasting Authority brought in a watershed on TV on, up to 6pm because the evidence is so strong that we need to protect young people. So they have something up to 6pm, which is on children's programmes. But since then, 2013, there's been an explosion of digital marketing on smartphones. Yes. It's also um, called influencer marketing, which is celebrities promoting uh, their, their junk food products online. Yes. And so this is where young people are at. And yes, example, yes. New York University actually presented research just in the last couple of years that showed over 90% of YouTube celebrities analysed or promoting junk food products on YouTube. <laughs> That's just shows you the culture that we're, we're yeah, and, growing and up in th- now. Th- that's an important point to make in that, right, television, the, the, the watershed, f- fine. But as you say, young people have, have are, are on their devices and, and they can be targeted through all the social media channels. So it's the use of music, messages, images, all that type of thing. So you want to see that area monitored and controlled. 
much for the control, but also for the 6 p.m. watershed on TV, it speaks down to 9 p.m. Okay. So, for example, shows that your listeners watch with their young children, mm. such as X Factor, Home and Away, anything that's on in the evenings, they can all be sponsored by young, uh, by Junk Food Marketing. So, for example, the big, big movie is the big one that parents point out to us. Oh, sponsored by Junk Food Marketing. And sports is a big one. So we did research back in 2018 for the World Cup and we analysed the last 16 matches that were shown on Irish TV and we recorded over uh, almost 1,500 ads and that were shown over those 16 matches. And you can imagine the many young people who are watching those matches. Mm, mm. So that just shows you that um, it's not just online, it's on TV. Also then, if you think of a young person, say they might be walking or cycling to school, they're passing billboards, they're passing bus shelters, and they're going on family days out with their parents, they're having free junk food. Like It's that kind of culture that young people are growing up in that wasn't the way it was years ago. So we need the government to step in to act on, I suppose, to listen to the public and to bring in a ban on uh, TV and online and to do this through the Public Health Obesity Act that was promised in the present for government. When you say the pyramid was turned on its head, we're familiar with the food pyramid, of course, and that has even been changed recently. But when you think of that, what's at the tip of that pyramid and that becomes, uh, you know, the focus the wrong way round, despite what they're being uh, taught in school and subliminal. It is all subliminal and it, it, it seeps in there and it comes out in, in their desires and wants when it comes to this food stuff. So you're well, also to, uh, one example I'll give you a couple of examples I'll give you of Jim Food Market that we're talking about was one post we complained about, which was called Win Your Own Height in Pizza. Uh, so, hopefully nobody should be consuming their height in pizza. And yes, that's what's being advertised and encouraged. Mm. Another one was another junk food brand was promoting eating their chocolate eggs instead of real eggs for breakfast. Mm. And this is all kind of seen as a jokey, just kind of fun competition. But it's actually quite sinister if it's all day, every day. And it's influencing on people's minds. And we know from parents, from talking to our parent campaigners, that they're trying their hardest because they're linked in with the Irish Heart Foundation. They've signed the petition on the irishheart.ie website. They're engaged in being nutritionally supportive to their children. And yet they're feeling that they're under this kind of pressure of tester power. So their young children are seeing all these brands, they're engaging, they're emotionally interesting and they're asking their parents for these brands that they are trying to, you know, remove from their diet. So it's just really interesting to hear that kind of real life experience of how the marketing actually works. Mm. Look, I wish you well with the campaign. Can I, can listeners today chip in or how can they help? I know you have yeah, these absolutely. parents. Yeah, go on. Absolutely. We're trying to empower parents. And um, what we'd like anyone listening to do is sign the petition on the Irish Heart Foundation website. So it's www.irishheart.ie forward slash STK, which stands for Stop Targeting Kids. We have a petition up there. We encourage everyone to sign it. And when you do, you get campaign updates. You can email your politicians, get in touch with your local politicians and local media and help us raise awareness for the issue. Just give those last. It's irishheartfoundation.ie forward slash. STK. STK. Okay, great. Fantastic. Thank Thank you so so much much. for joining me today. Appreciate it. Yeah, great to talk to you. Take care. Bye, Helena. Bye now. Bye-bye. Bye, bye-bye. That's Helena O'Donnell there. Advocacy campaigns manager with the Irish Heart Foundation. There's no doubt about it. There is a health time bomb awaiting. And when you hear blood pressure at eight years of age, cardiovascular issues in teens, obesity, the message is clear. Listen, we all enjoy a treat like the next man or woman, and we always did all our lives. 
but you got to put it in perspective. You got to get it in balance, and you got to eat, get them eaten well for their own good health long term. Yes, Jerry, I agree with everything that's been spoken about there with that lady from the Irish Heart Foundation. But children getting treats every day, sweets are everywhere. It's so difficult to have control as it's the norm now. Frightening to hear the reality. It is frightening to hear the reality, isn't it? You just got to limit them. You got to, and it's up to parents to limit no matter what we say, because parents got to be parents. It's plain and simple. Louise Wimbledon starts today. Wimbledon. Wimbledon. Strawberries. And cream. Mm. I was there a few years ago myself. I'd love to go back. It was a memorable, memorable day I spent there. Did you, did, did you ever watch the tennis? Are we out in yeah. the street ever playing the tennis? You know when Wimbledon was on? You know what children do? Oh yeah, I used to play tennis. Yeah, did yeah. you? And out with the, had your favourite? Had your favourite tennis player? You know, Agassi. Oh, Andre Agassi. Mm. When he had the long hair. Or the short hair. He had no hair eventually. <laughs> 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 Agassi was your favourite, was he? Yeah, I think so. Or the fellow that used to shout "Nor," I think he was kind of coming up to McEnroe. Yeah, I love McEnroe. He was funny. Yeah, John McEnroe is my favourite of all time. Favourite player, favourite character, favourite everything to do with. Brilliant, brilliant fellow. Does the commentary now, of course, on the BBC. I'm trying to think in in, in the women's game who to love. Oh, I loved it many moons ago. Yvonne Goolagong, and uh, mm. Australian, had to be Australian. Australian. Yeah, she was lovely, and she she won at one time. But that's gone back many many years. But I just hope that all sports announcers and people talking about the tournament in London pronounce it as. Wimbledon because a lot of people especially in this country say and the tennis today at Wimbledon T-O-N they uh, it, it's one of my bugbears in life please get the pronunciation <laughs> you have little right. to be at I have but I'm precise aren't I Wimbledon you're please. consistent <laughs> contrary <laughs> I think I am getting more contrary as the years go by anyway I try not to be <laughs> I'm working on it I'm working on it I promise you I'm working on it did you see any oh you, you were watching the Love Island I know you were I was were. watching Love Island yeah uh, you weren't you were watching golf well there was a lot of other mm. things Switched off. I, I just did for a bit. Anyway, uh, nobody kicked out, no? Nobody kicked out. All right, that's no. okay. So things okay. still are as they are. I'll have to catch up this week for, for sure. Send me a text. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I was watching, among other things, the weekend. I enjoyed Parry Carrington winning the US Seniors Open title. First time he played in the Seniors and won one of the majors there. Well done to Parry. He was fantastic. But Glastonbury, Louise. Glastonbury. 50th, was it? 50th. 50th. 50 at Worthy Farm. Did you know? Do you know many people go to Glastonbury? No. Many. 210,000 tickets. Wow. 210,000 people. How much for a ticket? £280 sterling for a ticket for the weekend. So you can go anywhere. You know what I mean? I'll go to any of the stages, mm-hmm. watch any of the shows. I worked it out. It's £58.8 million sterling in ticket sales. And then everything else that goes. It is such wow. an unbelievable logistic operation. Logistically, it's unbelievable. Anyway. I, how much, you know, how much is paid out to the stars? Well, I suppose that's they have to pay out. Of course mm. they do to get them there and all that's involved in it. But uh, and all the people it takes to run it and keep it clean. They could do it a few of the cleaners in Dublin Airport. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Yes, they could do it for a few of the Glastonbury cleaners for Dublin Airport. So when you are finished cleaning Wardy Farm this week, will you... Come over to Dublin and sort out the airport for us. But on on a musical note, oh, Louise, I watched, I was glued, honestly, I I watched it intensely over the weekend. Billie Eilish on Mm, Friday night. Brilliant. 20 years of age. Mm. You know, 
what a star that young woman is. Her songs are so deep for her oh, age, like. Unbelievable. Our brother writes with her, the two of them, you know the story, and they write a lot at home in their own house. Now. But she's just a global star now, and I can see why. And and the, the, the following she has is unbelievable. I thought she was brilliant. And then... 60 years, go, you go on 60 years to Saturday night and there he is, Paul McCartney and starring on the Pyramid stage on Saturday Didn't night. Didn't disappoint? Did not disappoint. Diana Ross, yesterday, 78 years young. She might be making an appearance on Late Laundry a little bit later on. <laughs> nudge, nudge, wink, not wink. Not in person. <laughs> no, not in person. Just She's coming to Dublin though next weekend. She's in Dublin next week and if yesterday was anything to go by, you make sure you go and see her and, and get to see her. I think she's at the Aviva, one of the big, she's at the Aviva actually in, in Dublin. Uh, Diana Ross this weekend. 78 years young, brilliant. And I do want to mention Noel Gallagher and his high-flying bards, Louise. They were on before McCartney on Saturday. They were absolutely brilliant. They covered off uh, their songs and the Oasis stuff mm-hmm. as well. The crowd just went mad for them. I'd love to go to the festival, Louise. I'd, oh, love, to, I, I'd love to go to Glastonbury. I'd love to go to it. I probably never will at this stage. Why but not? I don't know. I just It's something I, I'd love to go to and enjoy. It's incredible, so it is. I'd just love to experience it once. And I'm sure there are people listening to us today who've been to Glastonbury. Have you been to Glasto? 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. I do know Nicola Cassidy. You know Nicola, our yep. friend, good friend Nicola. Nicola was there, for sure. She was telling me about it here one time. Why don't you go uh, next going year? To Glastonbury. Ah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's on next year. Mm. There's no fallow year now. You know the way they take a year out, I think, every five. It's not until 2027. So there's a few years now it's going to run in succession. But wonderful, wonderful. Is it camping or are there accommodation or? Uh, Camping. Oh, yeah. Now I see why you won't go. (laughs) Camping. (laughs) Hold on a minute. You wouldn't slum it, Jerry. Listen. I, I would. I would. I, I would actually for, for Glastonbury. I would go and tent it for Glastonbury. I certainly would. There you go. I really Off would. Like next year. I know somebody else who's close to me that wouldn't, but I certainly would. <laughs> so I'll just have to get somebody to come along with me to go to Glastonbury. Anyway, that's a, a hope and dream for the future. But just to remind you, if you haven't seen it, and myself again, of Paul McCartney and the wonderful set he delivered on Saturday night. Let's have a listen to this one. Singing in the dead of night Take these broken wings And learn to fly All your life You were only waiting For this moment to arise Simply brilliant Paul McCartney and Blackbird He played that Louise acoustically To the crowd himself On a Saturday evening as well just one of those moments. But you know, one thing I will say about Glastonbury, the main mic, the main microphone for the main singer, be it Diana Ross, yes, Paul mm-hmm. McCartney, and I know they're getting on in age, but it was the same, you know, McCartney had Bruce Springsteen. Yes, he David did. And Grohl from uh, the Foo Fighters as guests mm-hmm. with him. And when they, Springsteen on the main mic was the same. The main mic, for some reason, the sound is not great on, on the television. You hear the the music, you know what I mean, on the back, and it sort of drowns it out a bit, so it does. And that's one uh, fault I always have with the coverage of Glastonbury. That oh, it's that's every year, it's not yeah, just this year. It was the same when Kylie was on a few years back, same thing, just didn't do her justice at all. But uh, there you go. Please, can you sort that out for the next time round? But you're around there, I won't be worrying myself. I'll get it full blast <laughs> if I'm in the crowd. In your bag of cans. <laughs> And about and me, six breakfast And rolls. me tent. <laughs> and no shower for three or four days. But sure. Oh, she used to that. 
<laughs> I was I, I, I put the ball there for you to put in the back of the net you and you didn't let me down for sure anyway David's been on to us we were asking about your favourite tennis players Louise loved Andre Agassi and David's been on to say Jerry Anna Kornikova for obvious reasons couldn't play tennis but who cares says David <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Late lunch, LMFM Radio. And yes, it's all happening on the hill this weekend. Bellious Town Races, one of the highlights of the local social calendar is happening. And I'm delighted to say she's judging again this year. And I saw all the publicity shots. It's going to be fantastic. Dawn Finnegan is with me on Late Lunch from Dawn LA Blog. Welcome back. Thank you so much, Jerry. Thanks for having me. It's great oh, to be back. It's great to yes. have people back in the <laughs> studio, I have to say. It's simply is wonderful. I saw the pictures of you in the famous phone box In the famous phone box, in Barney's phone box, yeah. We we had to get the photo up. We couldn't resist. We had to get the photo up in the the famous phone box. It is. The crowds always always gather to that phone box every meeting on the hill. So it's very iconic at Bellustown, definitely. Anyway, you looked great, I have to say. And the place looked wonderful as well. And they're all getting set up there for this big uh, festival coming up uh, this later on this week, as I said. Now, there's a bit of a change because it was always known as the best dressed lady competition. What's happening this year? Tell us. We've changed it up this year. So basically, um, instead of having best dressed lady, we've changed it to most stylish person. So the best dressed competition essentially is open to anyone and everyone. So I suppose typically in, like, it's always been the thing that the best dress title will go to a lady this year it's open to anyone it could be a best dressed man most stylish man so we've opened it up to everyone and anyone so it's most stylish person that will be the title this year and you have a, a very uh, esteemed gentleman with you who you're judging I'm and judging Mike yes. McCarthy's with you uh, Mike McCarthy from Mike's Fashion Fix he's my right hand man um, for, for Bellustown I've judged with Mike a few times before he is amazing to judge with and he has a fantastic eye for fashion um, so yeah we're both really excited we're really really looking forward to, to judging on Friday I think being at Bellustown it's always so exciting because I mean you get so many local people but you always you also get so many people travelling from all over the country to, to Bellustown because it is such a, such an iconic meet mm. um, so yeah myself and Mike we're both really really looking forward to seeing what the fashion is like on Friday and folks there's a thousand euro voucher for Scotch Hall for the winner a thousand euro runner up 200 and there's three 100 euro vouchers for Scotch Hall so there's going to be a lot of people really happy on Friday now while you're here with me a few tips a few tips for the ladies and gentlemen. What would you say, you know, is the essence of being in contention to win a prize like this? What do you need to do? I suppose what we look for when it comes to best dressed or most stylish, like we're not necessarily looking for the big designs. We're not we're not looking for, you know, the Gucci or the Prada or anything like that. We're looking for someone who is just stylish in their own way, who basically puts their own spin on an outfit, is 100% themselves and just basically comes being being and feeling the best version of themselves. That's what we're looking for. You know, someone who is wearing a penny's dress could win. Something from Dunn Stores could win. Anyone, you know, it's anybody's game. We're not necessarily looking for the big high street designer brands. We're looking for someone who is authentically themselves and just puts their own spin on their own fashion. I think it's wonderful 
when you say that because that leaves you know it open to so many you don't have to go and spend a fortune not at all that's basically what you're saying absolutely and we get so many contenders every year where they have maybe recycled outfits from previous years they might have gotten their outfits in um, a second hand store which is obviously supporting sustainable fashion Um, we had one girl one year um, Emer Cassidy she's a local girl I remember Emer got her dress in H&M and she made her car she made sorry she made her hat in the car in the car park on the way and she won best dress that year so I mean you never know it's anybody's game but I mean like Emer was so authentically herself and she put her own spin on her outfit and she was just the clear winner it was just amazing to see but that's what we're looking for on Friday the hats are important the yes, hats are very important they are for very important comes to yes. and, and gentlemen gentlemen you know the hat looks stylish on a gentleman as 100%, well 100% different absolutely, types as yeah. well just not the ladies what about the makeup that you are a specialist yes. in now Especially, do the boys put on much makeup today for, some for these do. events? Yes? Yeah, some do. Not not everyone. It's not everybody's thing. But some lads tend to do like a little bit of concealer. Mm. Um, the brows, like brow grooming now for lads is, is quite a big thing. So yeah, some lads do get into it, 100%. But for ladies, come on, you are the expert. Yes. <laughs> you, this is your field this really when it comes to... Yeah. Come on, tell the ladies, what do you need to just do as a, a basic, you know... Well, Visage. I suppose, obviously, I mean, go with what you're most comfortable with. But I suppose my top tips for Ladies Day, like it is quite a long day. Mm. Um, the weather at Bellewstown, we're hoping that on Friday it will be, fingers crossed, it will be very, very nice. In previous years, it has been known to be very hot and very humid. Um, so SPF 50 on the face, definitely. Plenty of powder, keep yourself matte and um, have the lippy on hand to top up. <laughs> Definitely. Ju- just for the pictures. You never know who's going to snap you or when they'll snap you. So This is all free today if you're listening to us. <laughs> We're not charging you a cent for this and you're getting all the hot tips the from tips. Dawn. So there's no excuse not to get up there. But it is such an integral part of race meetings now and an integral part of Bellystown more and more every year. Absolutely, yeah. It's a huge thing and I mean it's amazing at Bellystown because we do get so many local businesses involved. Um, I mean like I'll be wearing... My whole life, it is all from local businesses. So um, Helen from my generation, um, clothing store in Southgate, she's always been a fantastic supporter. So she's dressing me in the day. Uh, Sophie Hunter Millinery, um, she's also from Drogheda. She is supplying um, our fascinators and hats. And she's a, she, she's a previous winner um, of Best Dressed Lady herself. So she's always been a fantastic supporter. So it's great to have so many of these local businesses come on board for Bellystown because it is such an iconic race meeting. And I think it's amazing to see so many local businesses come out on support Mm. The other thing is this, and this is important to say, there are people listening to us today that might say, I'd love to give that a go. But, you know, there are nearly professionals do this, men and women that come along. What do you say to those people who'd love to, you know, for the first time appear in Bellies? I mean, as I always say, it's anybody's game. And I suppose I'll use my own personal um, experience as, as an example. Like the very first time I attended Ladies' Day would have been... 2014 um, I'd never gone before and I decided I decided an hour before that I would go I pulled a dress out of my wardrobe I bought a hat in Scotch Hall um, an hour before and I went straight from work and I ended up winning you know and I'd never ever been before like there some people plan their outfits weeks or months in advance yes. I planned it within an hour and I went and won so I mean it's anybody's game so if you're thinking I might go you know I'm not too sure take the plunge go out and it's you have a ball of a day as well like it's yes. such great fun but if you're unsure just go for it 
and they're evening meetings this year, aren't they? They're All of the meetings are evening yeah. meetings. So, you know, it'll be a lovely way to spend an evening it'll up there. It'll be fabulous. So the first race on Friday is around, um, it's around 25 past five. Yeah. So if you are coming for Ladies' Day, like I would say, get there maybe around 4.30. Okay. Get your bearings, have a little walk around. Yes. Um, myself and Mike will be will be kind of out in the parade ring. We'll be kind of going around the enclosure from around around quarter past five. So yes. we'll be keeping our eyes out. And do people come to you or how do they enter on the day? Do you approach people? What way does that work? We'll approach people. So okay. we'll be approaching everybody. Um, so once you're a finalist, you'll get a wristband. So myself and Mike will approach you. And the way we're going to do it this year, we are going to pick five overall finalists. So um, as we did say, the the whole competition is sponsored by Scotch Hall Shopping Centre. So the main winner will get a thousand euro. Then we have a runner-up prize of 200 and then three runner-up prizes of 100. So Lovely. there will be five finalists in total, which is... And if you're a finalist, you're a winner all the way. That's and exactly not leaving Town this uh, week empty-handed. Let's talk about you for a minute. God, uh, you're a great story, uh, how this all began for you yeah. and your business with the makeup as well. You're a makeup artist, you do weddings, you give classes as well. Yeah. Are you learning, you know, for somebody who qualified in this and brought all your talents to bear in it, do you learn as you go on working, you know what I mean, as you work? Absolutely. I think you're never done learning and there's always people who you can learn from. Um, and I suppose it's 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 such an industry where you can always pick up different different things from different people. And I mean, there's so many different aspects of the business where it's not just about makeup, it's about the business world as well. So you can pick up so many different things from not just other makeup artists or beauty influencers, but business people as well, which is which is a huge part of it, you know. And this year, earlier on in the year, uh, well, congratulations on the endorsement you got for your Golden Angel tan, tan from Jacqueline Gold, yeah. no less. My oh my! I know that was just that was that was incredible. I mean, that, that was. I think that was the pinch me moment um, because, you know, like as a sole trader, it can be, it's so hard because it's just me. I run everything. I do it all by myself. Um, I do have help, obviously, from family and friends, but I'm, I'm I suppose, running the ship. I'm, I'm steering the ship by mm. myself. So, to, I mean, work and work and work and it's it's endless hours and it's long days and, you know, you're constantly grafting and putting the work in. So to get that recognition from a businesswoman as influential as Jacqueline Gold was, I mean... It was just a cherry on the cake. I oh. mean, it was such a pinch me moment. It, it, was it really is. And it's priceless to get that endorsement for you yeah. and for your product as well. And this Golden Angel tan, this all happened during lockdown. It all happened during lockdown, yeah. I mean, I had... We, we were at home, my business was closed. And I think creating a brand and a product line is something that was always... It was always something that I wanted to do. It was always on my list of goals every year. And I kind of just never had the time to actually sit and research it. So um, when we went into the first lockdown, I got to actually sit and go, OK, how do I do this? So I spent the first six months of the first lockdown just pure research on how I'm going to do it. And it just snowballed from there. I just gave it everything that I had. Um, I put my life savings into it. So when I say my products are my everything, they literally are my everything. Um, I put all my life savings into into the product line and kind of went, I hope this works. Um, and thankfully it is, it is paying off. So it's just, it's been a joy to watch it grow and it's been so rewarding. And I mean, people in Drogheda are so supportive which is amazing to see it's a very very special feeling to have people from your hometown support your brand like it's it's just incredible how important was the ethical aspect of your product to you i mean hugely um i think for me i've been in the beauty industry for so long i'll never put my name to anything that i'm not 100% comfortable or confident with and it was very important that i had 
the perfect product for my customers and my clients. And I mean, I wanted to keep it as as eco friendly and as I possibly could. So that was hugely important to me. And I mean, so much goes into it behind the scenes that so many people don't see. Like people just see the finished product, but like there's so much that goes on behind the scenes, which is just my mom only said if people only knew what goes into yes. to behind the scenes you know it's just it's it's amazing so to have that support from people after all the work you put in it's just it's hugely rewarding it's really special the tanning business is a huge business yes. the world over yeah. in this country and abroad as well what differentiates you what 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 has your project product got that's unique my tagline for golden angel is olive not orange so a lot of the time when people think of tan they think it's orange but with a good tan, and I've always said, with a good tan, you want to look like you just had three weeks in the Mediterranean. You don't want to be glowing. You don't want that orange glow. So I was very specific when creating Golden Angel. I wanted it to be golden and bronzed and olive. So Golden Angel is, it does give you that perfect olive undertone to your skin. So it's incredibly moisturising. I basically infused it with ingredients such as shea butter, sunflower seed oil, as vitamin C. It's incredibly moisturising on the skin. Um, but it really does, not saying, not being biased, but it does kind of stand out because it is incredibly moisturising but the colour is so unique it does give you that gorgeous golden bronze olive undertone That's great to hear because myself and Louise were just yeah. chatting about this <laughs> last week and you know certain tans oh my god yes. Don you just I know, you, you, I know you need to cover your eyes don't exactly. you know what I'm talking about yeah, absolutely. and it's great to hear that you know you have I was very look. specific, exactly. Yeah. I wanted well to be so to natural. You. Well Thank done you. to you. And you've weighed in with the lashes more recently. Yes. yes. Tell me about this bombshell. Bombshell Beauty, um, it's it's supposed it's an idea I've had in my head for the last, I think, 15, 16 months. Um, and I always wanted my own line of lashes. I'm very particular when it comes to lashes. And I think for me, I kind of just saw a gap in the market. As a makeup artist, like I always have clients coming in, they're going, oh, I'm a little bit afraid of false lashes or they're very big or they're very heavy or I don't know which ones I would go for. And there's so much choice. So I basically want to create a brand where people could have a little bit of familiarity with the bombshell. So, I mean, if you love a very natural lash, you would think of Jean Harlow. So my Harlow lashes are so natural and wispy that the client has that, I suppose, they familiarise themselves with the likes of Jean Harlow where they're so natural. If you want a lash that's maybe a little bit heavier or more sultry, you think of Cindy Crawford. So that's how I've basically, that's how I've marketed my lashes and they're all inspired by the world's most famous bombshells. So, yeah. <laughs> When you flash the eyelashes, there's no doubt there's about no, it. That's it. There's nothing like <laughs> exactly. it. I'm saying that from a boy's perspective <laughs> as well. You're fantastic. Thank and you I'm so delighted much. for you and the success you've had. Thank thoroughly you. deserved. And she's going to be on the hill in Bellystown with Mike McCarthy, judging the best dress competition, men and ladies. And it's on again, remind them. So this Friday, so on the hill. So be there for around 4.30pm on Friday evening. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, racing up on the hill this year in Town. I have the final pair of tickets to give away because Dawn, you see, is here with me today. And here's the question. She mentioned it herself. The landmark in Town is that phone box. And one of the most famous things in betting history, racing history, happened there many moons ago. I want to know the name of the man, the man behind the sting at Town. okay? Oh, God almighty, that's too easy today, is it? Anyway, answers to 086-1800-658 for a pair of tickets to Town. Dawn, thank you so much for joining me. Continued success with the business and it's going to be great in Town this weekend thank for you the so best much, dress. Thanks for joining thank me. Thank you so much. Take thank care. You. Bye-bye.
Queen and another one bites the dust on your late lunch. Louise, and talking from rubbish <laughs> to dog poo. <laughs> it, can we not plumb the depths any deeper on late lunch today? You have an update. You have a story breaking, have you? We have, because we, uh, we talk a lot about dog poo here. Everybody hates it. Yeah. And there's a Green Party TD, Patrick Costello, in Dublin. Yes. And he's saying that dog fouling fines should increase to 1,500 from 150. I don't think that's going to work. Well, there's no one to police it for a start. Exactly. That's the problem. Nobody is going, you know, somebody has to catch them in the act, take a picture and then are willing to go to court. And nobody's, you know, unless it's a warden, nobody is willing to do that. We enact laws in this country that we can't enforce. They should give the 1500 to the person who does catch somebody in the act and bring them to court and gets a conviction or a fine. Maybe. There won't be a dog shit on any path in Ireland if that comes in. No, there wouldn't be, would there? There wouldn't be. (laughs) There won't. (laughs) People following following you with the camera. Listen. Get up the doll, Aaron, quick, will you, and take your seat. <laughs> You've just solved it in a minute. If you gave that 1,500 euro... To the person who, to who the actually person gets the evidence. Who gets the evidence or catches the person, then I think you're onto a winner. It might just work. I like that suggestion of yours. Have you been thinking about that for long? <laughs> Ten seconds. <laughs> <laughs> just shows you. The brain power doesn't take that much to actually come up with a solution. 1,500 is a huge fine. There is nobody. If you just check at the amount of people who've been fined in these two counties. Very, very, very Other than me mm. for the last 12 months, 24 months, 36 months or whatever. You'll find, I'm sure, and I'm, I'm not speaking out of turn, that it is very few people mm. that have actually and been... And it's because they have to catch in the act. Yep. And uh, I, I understand the sentiment and, and the, the thing. But I think that's great. If you offer that mm. to Joe Soap or Mary Soap or whatever, I, I think I think that's the way to do it. You'd probably like get it. into trouble or something. Like, there's probably something to do with GDP. Oh, there probably is. <laughs> yeah. Great dog. You can't photograph great dog a dog poo. Great dog poo. <laughs> Uh, GD, great dog P. What will we use the R for? I'm trying to get as great dog poo R. What's the letter R stand for? Uh, we'll think about that over the break anyway. Refuse. <laughs> Refuse. Anyway, late lunch, LMFM radio still to come. I'm back with my artists of the week, Glastonbury Link after three and CPR. It's so important to know how to save a life. Stay with us on the show. Now to your messages. Uh, Jerry. I wonder, can you help a friend of mine who was at the bingo invective yesterday? She had no luck. And she lost her phone, which was on silent. Could you mention it sometime, please? Anyone find a phone at uh, Bective Bingo yesterday? No luck for the owner and bad luck losing the phone. If you have the phone in your possession, you might give us a shout here at LMFM. Jerry, seldom do you see overweight women being selected for best dressed. It is a prerequisite to be slim at race meetings, says a listener. Plus large ladies needn't apply. I don't agree. I have to say with you. I have to say that to you. Uh, I wouldn't be that familiar with it, but certainly I've seen uh, winners in my mind's eye going back that necessarily weren't hourglass figures, to be honest with you. But thank you for your message to the show. I do appreciate it. And that's your view. And you're entitled to it as well. Now, 
I bring back my Artist of the Week for the second part of 2022. And today, well, it's no other than Diana Ross after a wonderful set at uh, Glastonbury yesterday. We're going to feature her all week. Did you know she was born in Detroit, Michigan on March the 26th, 1944. She's 78 years young. Didn't she look marvellous yesterday? Oh my God. She was the second oldest of six children, christened Diane. But an error on her birth cert saw the last letter of Diane changed to A, hence Diana, which she took as her stage name. But family and friends always know her as Diane. There you go. She actually aspired to be a fashion designer in her teens, for which she studied. She also modelled and trained in the art of cosmetics and hairdressing, all of which she ultimately incorporated into her dazzling music career. All the outfits and everything spectacular. She had a lovely voice and at 15 joined the Premets, who won a talent competition in Ontario and were subsequently invited to audition for Motown Records, famous Motown. However, they weren't signed up initially because the girls were too young. But in 1961, Barry Gordy, legendary record executive, signed them but changed their names to the Supremes. They took time to make a breakthrough in the charts, which they eventually did in 1963 with When the Love Light Starts Shining Through His Eyes, before topping the USA singles charts in 1964 with Where Did I Love Go? And so, Ross and Co. were on their way to stardom. Fresh from her sensational set at Glastonbury yesterday. Diana Ross, my artist of the week this week on Late Launch, appearing at the Three Arena in Dublin this Sunday, the the, uh, 3rd of July. And I believe there may be some tickets available for that one after yesterday. I'm sure it's just going to be sold out. She was so brilliant. That's the Three Arena in Dublin, uh, the 3rd of July, Sunday evening Diana Ross in Dublin. You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio just before we head to our next break. Barney Curley was the name I was looking for in relation to Town. the lovely Dawn Finnegan with us earlier on talking about the best dress day coming up on Friday on the hill. Barney Curley I was looking for for the last pair of tickets on Late Lunch. Ken Mahan in Slane this afternoon. Those tickets are yours and thanks to everybody who got Barney's name correct. We should all know about CPR. A few years back, if you remember, I took a course here in studio and I had to uh, put my skills into action only weeks afterwards. And David's been on to me just there now to say similar thing happened to him recently. It's good to learn if you don't know there's an opportunity coming up because joining me uh, on the show now is John Heaney from Delete Cardiac First Responders Group. Hello, John. Good afternoon, Jerry. How are you? I'm really good. Uh, just you, who, who's uh, involved in this all your life, you never know the day or the hour, do you, John? You never know, Jerry. Um, we just got um, from the. We have a hospital cardiac arrest register uh, from 2020, and 2,638 out of hospital cardiac arrests were attended to by emergency services. 
that, that's a lot of people and, and, and when you talk about emergency services there were the ordinary Joe subs like myself that you uh, and, and the people involved obviously were very thankful to and the people themselves involved in the incidents that stepped in initially yes well 75% of out of hospital cardiac arrests are occurring in the home right so if for every like the, the chance of survival decreases by 7 to 10% every minute when CPR is not being performed yeah and there has there has been a massive increase of people willing to now that a lot of people now are being trained and are willing to uh, to to try some some kind of CPR mm. as best they can. And you know, uh, I did it here as I mentioned a few years back. I'd done it many moons ago, but needed the refresher. To be honest with you, John, but it's something that anybody can really learn, and it doesn't take you know hours and hours to actually become proficient at it. No. It's not complicated at all. And since COVID, we have just gone compressions only because people used to be worried about giving breaths and how many breaths and when to give breaths. So we've done away now with giving the breaths for the normal bystander and it's just hands-only chest compressions. And again, remind us, how many compressions and what uh, pause between them, please? So we, there's no pause now. So once you start compressions, you keep at compressions. Okay. So you should be doing 100 to 120 compressions per minute. Oh, I see. So it's quite fast. Like it's double the yeah, seconds. It's it's one every, It's two every second of the minute yeah. you're, you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, so it is quite. And I suppose most people, the mistake most people do, they're afraid to put, like you do have to push down about five centimetres. Yes. So people are afraid to, to go hard. So, you know, you can break people's ribs, but it's better to break ribs than not to give people the medical assistance they need. Yes, I remember that being mentioned to me as well. So the, the mouth-to-mouth, will that ever return, do you think, or do you think that's a thing of the past now and just the compressions? Is that the way it's all moving? That's the way, well, for, for the norm, for the CPRs on the ground uh, and uh, the bystander, yeah, they, will, they won't be doing mouth-to-mouth. Unless, of course, if it's a family member yes. and, and people are... But the more advanced, um, we'll use extra, um, we'll use different um, items where they're not doing actually mouth to mouth. Yeah, but those compressions are the are the key. That is the secret. That is the most crucial part of this operation. Yeah, it's all about the compressions. All about the compressions. So, you know, what are we doing by CPR? So, when we're doing CPR, you know, it's a life saving technique performing a person whose heart has stopped beating and is not breathing. So. By doing CPR manually, that pushes oxygen into the lungs so that it can go into the brain and keep the person alive. Mm. Now, with this in mind, you guys uh, want to make an offer to people. You want to teach people how to do this properly. Yes. yes. So we have an event that's happening next uh, Sunday on the 3rd of July. And it's happening at the Dulik Town District Community Facility, which is on the Navan Road in Dulik. So it's up beside the GAA pitches. Mm. So we're offering free hands-only CPR. And we're running a number of courses throughout Sunday. And people can go on to our Facebook page, which is Dulik Cardiac Force Response Group. And there will be a... Uh, you can... There's a little... Um, URL that you can click onto and it'll bring you into a page where you can book your course. And so wh- have, what time yeah. are you starting at there on, on Sunday? So, so the first course is at 10 o'clock. So we have a course at 10am, 11am, 12 noon, and then we have 3 afternoon, 2pm, 3pm and 4pm. And in an hour, 
you will say to people, uh, we will have you up to speed and you'll be prepared if that emergency ever happens. Yes, they will be able to do hands-on chest compressions only. And we will also be demonstrating on how to use um, AEDs, which are the automated external defibrillators. Good. So that we because um, just in relation to Dulik, we have we have a number of um, AEDs throughout air, throughout the village and around Ballystown. Ballystown National School has one. The North National School has one. And Mount Hanover National School has an AED outside it, and the council offices in Dulik as well. So there's quite a lot of AEDs Good. around their vicinity. Yes. And important to know how to use them as well. And that opportunity will be afforded to you as well. People, can do you need to book this or can you just show up? Yeah, no, you have to book. If you go onto the Facebook, and there's a link there into an Eventbrite page and you can book whichever slot. I will say the afternoon slots are quite full at the moment. So if people want to book, you'll get, get in on the 10 a.m., the 11 a.m. or the 12 noon slots. There's more um, availability on those slots at the moment. Great stuff. So get booking, reserve your place. Remind me again, reserve it where? Tell me once more. So the Facebook page is Dulik Cardiac Force Response Group. Lovely. And you'll see the, the, the link on that page. Okay, book your place. Go do it, folks. You won't regret it. You might never need to use it, but the day you're required to, and you can, it's such a wonderful feeling. I wish you well, John. Thanks for joining me. Thanks, Jerry. Take, Take care. care. Bye-bye. 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 That's John Heaney there from the First Responders in Dulik. That's a lot on Late Lunch this Monday afternoon. Tomorrow, Tuesday, Fred's head. The cover is gone. Anne Burns talks to about talks to us about surviving polio. We've got two on Tuesday, Diana Ross, more from her, and lots more besides coming your way. Coming your way shortly on LMFM Radio. Eddie Caffrey's here. Stay with us for the drive. See you tomorrow, 1.30. I'll be honest. I'm alright with me. Sunday mornings. In my own bed sheets. I'll be waking up alone. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. 
instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.